You're listening to Cards to the Moon, a podcast about trading cards from both a collector and investor perspective. We hope you'll stick around for the ride as we take a deep dive into the state of the hobby, share some hot takes, hopefully some useful advice and fun stories along the way. Hey guys, welcome back to Cards to the Moon. This is episode 187. My name is Clark from 5cardguys.com and 5cardguys on Instagram. With me co-hosting as usual is Hyung of Integrity Sports Cards and John, he's back and he is Trade You at Recess on Instagram as well. Okay, off the top guys, the new design for the 2024 Top Series 1 baseball cards has been revealed. Um, It kind of has this inner thin electric looking border and it looks like the space between this inner border and the outer border is where you'll see the different color and patterns uh, of the various parallels. So yeah, quick initial thoughts from you guys. What do you guys think of the new design for the 2024 Tops Series 1 and 2? You know what? At first, uh, I wasn't a fan, I would say. It was kind of boring. (laughs) Kind of like it was <laughs> okay. it was very basic, but um, I think it's growing on me a bit. And I think uh, I just think paper doesn't look as good as it used to. I could see that product mm. doing like being really nice chrome product. Um, but I I do like the Independence Day. I, I guess you guys seen the ID sample. I did. So that yeah. the last three years have been rough with paper parallels. So I would say overall i'm i wouldn't say i'm thrilled like i would say 2018 obviously was one of my favorite sets uh period um 2019 was okay but they had the full paper parallels so that was kind of like the bonus and then 2020 went downhill uh 2021 (laughs) uh got better but not so great 2022 i liked um 23 was okay uh, with the picture on on the side i guess the bottom corner with with their yeah, uh, headshots like yeah so that was cool but mm-hmm. some of the paper parallels were kind of weak because it was just borders right so that was kind of my only knock on it i would say um but uh yeah like to me i know over time as long as the rookie class is strong mm-hmm. it should be kind of like uh, uh, dictated on that. So I think if if the rookie class is strong and they'll have like nice uh, uh, rookies out of that set, I think it will become more iconic than than it is. Sure, good I can point. see that for sure. Yeah. yeah, that's a great point. If the, if the rookie class is strong, in the end of the, at the end of the day, it won't matter anyways. But yeah, um, I don't. I you guys know like we we kind of chatted before. Like I don't like it at all, mm-hmm. and. Um, I just it, it just looks so cheap. I don't know. It looks it looks like it's a, a cross between Tops Fire and 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 Cosmic. I don't know. It's got this kind of like cheap vibe to it. Like I mean, I was on record, and I know a lot of people didn't like last year's, but I was on record when that first came out. I loved it. I thought it was one of the mm-hmm. better ones in a long time. So I'd imagine who and this is such a drastic change from last year's design. Because last year was yeah. that classic white border, went back with like that retro, like the Tony, Tony Gwynn era of tops, like the 84 or whatever that year was. Right. Um, yeah. So I, I think, I, you, know, I mean, that's, you know, I'm a, a bit of an old head, so it spoke more to me. So I think whoever liked last year is probably going to hate this year's. And whoever is kind of on board with this year's probably were the ones that hated last year's. So I could understand. But not a fan of this year's. Okay. I feel like I'm more with Hyung. Like it's kind of grown on me slowly. Even like the the parallel when I saw the Independence Day, definitely it's better than last year. I think mm-hmm. yes, yeah. I think Will in For our sure. chat group said it's better this year than last year. But I was gonna say like last year, that's a low bar. You know, it's just had right. stars. You don't even know that's yeah. an Independence Day <laughs> card, <laughs> right? right? Whereas sure. this, you can kind of see the flag. You know, so so yeah, yeah it's it's, it's way still better just this on the year. border, but. At least right. it's the it's yeah. um at least it's an actual graphic of the the flag right instead of just yeah you got the stars red and dots stripes. or red yeah. stars yeah yeah right right and um what you know what it makes me what it reminds me of is like 
like the actual regular cards with the Rangers or the team name um, on on the top right corner. It's like the the open diner. Yeah, the neon, like the like neon, bright neon, neon diner. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the concerns, so I'm not the sure concerns how- too, is like uh, I, I was reading somewhere where they're mentioning how in order for that neon sign to pop, they needed to put a black border around it. But then that was kind of the concern mm-hmm. is the chipping on black borders, how hard it is to on the top uh, gem. Yeah. On the, on the top, right. Because it, it's dark on the top of the card and that fades to kind of like a white. So I don't know if it's that true. will affect grading. That's what, that's what people claim. So I'm just throwing it out there. It's valid. It's a valid point. Hmm. I would say. Um, yeah. the black borders, uh, it, it might be tougher to gem, but modern cards shouldn't True. be tough to gem overall, in my right. opinion. Right, right. Yeah. Especially honest, it's it's probably straight out of pack. Yeah. It's probably a good thing that. What do you mean? Of the 500,000 base cards of each player, only, you know, a, a select thousand or a handful of them will get PSA 10s or that will gem. That'll probably make it better for collectability, for collect, co- collector wise. So. Mm, right well i want to bring one more thing up about this i don't know if you saw it but for the ones that are the rookies i guess there's a first card logo or or oh, like really? an indicator yeah like on the, the first bottom. first chrome like that first kind of like that kind of like that yeah but around like you can't, the, you can't kill that brand logo. hopefully it's hopefully it's something <laughs> i didn't see it though but hopefully it's not yeah like the first bone so like so the, the confusion is that like the Ellie de la Cruz card, it'll say first card and one of the mock-up had it, one of the mock-up cards didn't have it. So we don't uh, know if it's actual a thing, but um, I'm not but, sure how I feel about that to tell yeah, you Yeah, what, what, what's that all about? Mm. Like what's, what's the purpose for it? Like I think it's part of the hobby is kind of like doing your research, finding out what cards were like that flagship type rookie card that what, you know what I mean? Instead of like tops telling right. you this is the first card, so it's like, you know, it's marked. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's serving serving the purpose. I don't know. Yep. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if it's a thing or yeah. if it's just a one off. Yeah, I'm not sure how I feel about that either. Okay, well, I'm still gonna buy a box, probably. Absolutely. <laughs> that has nothing to do with now. the design. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So uh so we'll rip a box open. And then we'll put it up on YouTube. Okay, let's just move on now to hobby headlines. All right, also just announced this past week from Tops is the 2023 card of the year. And I believe it was done by voting online. And the winner is the 2023 Tops Definitive Dual Autograph Baseball Card featuring Shohei Otani's autograph as well as Babe Ruth's cut auto. We did talk about this on a previous episode and you know we got our thoughts on that. Before I ask you guys what you think of that that being the winner, the other nominees were Anthony Volpe's MLB debut patch auto, right? We talked about that extensively as well. Tom Brady's gold inscription Bowman draft card where he wrote if baseball doesn't work out, there's always football. We also talked about that in a past episode. And Shohei has another card in this category, and that was the Tops Now WBC card of him striking out Mike Trout, his former teammate. So first, do you agree with the final result, the final voting result? Um, and if not, which one would you have picked? 100% agree um, based on that because mm. uh, it was the year of Shohei. It's not like Volpe you know, uh, had an MVP season or anything, you know what I mean? So for me, mm-hmm. it, it kind of has to go to like the, the guy who dominated 2023. So for me, it's like, yeah, it'd be cool collectible for a Tom Brady or whatever, but Shohei did special things in 2023. So for me, it has to be along those lines. So two of those cards get disqualified and then, <laughs> like the Babe Ruth cut like I mean that's a pretty big card right so to me it's inevitable right. yeah it's like there there's no there's no way Tom that Tom Brady fake Tom Brady card cuz that's like uh Darren Fletcher right. oh yeah that's that's right oh so disappointed <laughs> Darren Fletcher but, was I mean, a stud yeah Toronto Blue Jays and Montreal fans know Expos fans mm-hmm. know but yeah that's uh Darren Fletcher's body 
<laughs> That's like another whole another episode, but I'm glad you brought it up. Yeah, a little surprised by that. Um, anyway, how about you, John? What, what what would your vote have been for? You know what? I think I think I agree. I mean, if that's the top four, I mean the the baby with, in terms of single cards, it's probably the winner. But in terms of uh, if we had a like a major, you know, generational rookie, and it happened to be also the debut of the MLB patch, mm. I probably would have gave it to the MLB patch. I think the MLB patch, the, the innovation behind it, like the the whole idea. I think that's the winner, but you can't. It's, this is card of the year. It's a single card, so yes, it's going to go to Shohei and Babe. That's completely fine. But had it been anyone, you know, like a really, really superstar rookie, J Rod, you know, if it was J Rod's year, or you know, if it was Acuna, like another Acuna type of sort of almost like a generational star, I think okay. that one could have taken the cake. So, huh? All right. You know what? I'm going with the Anthony Volpe MLB debut patch. That's what mm. my vote would have been. Yeah, and, and it's kind of like what, <laughs> yeah, what you're talking you're about, John. Like I think, Same yeah, way. just what you know, what it took to get that card, you know, produced, and it's a one of one, um, and and it has significant meaning, right? Like to to the player, and and this is the first year that it's been offered, and if it becomes an annual thing, which a uh, we have no reason to think otherwise, then I think it can be a huge card. And Anthony Volpe had a pretty good season too. Like we're not talking about a scrub either, right? And, right, yeah. You know, can he build on that? Like, yeah. can he be a next, like a really good player? I, I, know, I, th- I think if it was, right? if it was like a Corbin Carroll, I think I would have probably went along those lines. But I think Volpe just didn't sure. do it. Right. I mean, he saw like, he's still young. I still believe in Volpe. So it's like, Mm-hmm. This this could age wrong for I guess my opinion, <laughs> but um, yeah, right. Vol- it, it's more the the impact that player had I think for me and what that card means. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. And and you know what? It could age really wrong for me too. Volpe could just be a scrap <laughs> at the end of the day. <laughs> you know, so it could go either way. Um, all right. So that being said, you know, I, I want to extrapolate this. You know. Um, Think about if there was going to be a sports card hall of fame, right? Mm. And we get to nominate cards, you know, not just 2023, but cards of all time. Which cards would you nominate and why? Okay. And and before you answer, you know, some criteria to consider might be the aesthetics, you know, the look and design of the card, like we were talking about on on off the top with the tops design. Um, it could be hobby relevance, you know, and it could also be um, I, I'm not sure if value is um, is a good criteria, but it kind of goes hand in hand with rarity. Okay, like that's how I'm thinking about it. So, you know, like so the, like iconic, like iconic ish or no? Like, or is it more? Because then you could break down in parallels, for instance. Like, how do you determine? Kind of like, oh, oh I, see. I, I would want the super fractor, for instance, on everything, or the one of one, right? That's a good question. Um, or are we just saying gen- generic card? Like it's not like it's like a Independence Day version of that. It would be just the Cunha right. not update and all yeah. the and all the parallels. We'll say. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if it's of all time, because you know the vintage cards wouldn't have. The yeah. Parallels, exactly. It's right? the image or the card itself that's that's iconic. Yeah. So every vari or every image of that card. Yes, sense. agreed. Okay. I think there you go. There, there's the nomination criteria. <laughs> so, I, I was, you know, off off air. I was talking about doing a draft style, but you know, let's just take turns. You know, and if if uh, one of us picks yours, then you got to choose another one. Okay. So, who wants to have pick number one? Oh, I'll I'll go first. Just, just go, go okay. for it. Fifty fifty two mantle is number one. I think I think you have Ooh. to you have to yeah get get that all all the like forty eight leaf. Jackie, you know, like, <laughs> okay, that's what you're going for. Yeah, I'm okay. going. I'm going. That. I'm going vintage first. Like, it kind of you kind of have to respect that, and then we'll go modern. We won't go yeah. all. Yeah, sure. I think that's, okay, let's that's say, the way yeah, I would go. That, the 52 man, of course, it should be there, right? But like, what yeah, makes you're it, talking Hall of Fame, right? Sports card Hall. I fame. think the story too. Yeah, the story behind it and the rarity. I think that's yeah, like what the always is being thrown out into the Hudson. Yeah, River. and and it, it was such a. Uh, uh, after that, it was such a desired card 
in the hobby. And it was, it basically, in my opinion, made the whole hobby, especially in the last mm. like three years. Like that, it, it, and that's how you know that that card is number one because it's the most expensive card that exists today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, of course I would agree. I was just playing devil's advocate because, you know, Mickey Mantle, would you say he's the best Yankee no, ever? No, never, right? never. Yeah. Like not even yeah. by. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> but to your but point, the, but the popularity the hobby of Mickey relevance. Mantle, right? He's like the, yes. the Ken Griffey of his time, not necessarily the best player of all time, but he just had that true. He the, the, the sex appeal, right? I agree. I agree. Yeah. And then you're saying 48 Leaf, Jackie. Jackie, yeah, I got to put big, that up. Yeah, there. that's a big one. Honus Wagner on my list as well. The T206. Wagner probably could, yeah, that the could be a, a number one for many yeah. people. Okay, so let's we got the vintage out of the way. Let's go modern. This is more interesting, I okay. think. If you're going to okay. nominate a modern, this is a modern subcategory. What would you put up there? I'll go first. Okay, go for okay? it. Okay, since uh, the Albert Pujols Bowman Chrome okay. rookie autograph. Yes, Whoa. definitely. I think that was that's anyone that's a Bowman Chrome collector. Albert Pools, the rarity, it was a redemption card. And, you know, like how many of those redemption cards are lost now, right? Or right, you right. can't redeem them. So it's not even it's not even 500 of them like it should be, right? So you got that. Pujols obviously has a Hall of Fame career. Um, so, yeah, that's that's kind of... And, the you know, Bowman Chrome, Pujol, that Pujols card kind of is what makes old school collectors want the first Bowman Chrome because of you know, the trend that that pools card started, in my opinion. Yeah, mm. no, I, I agree. Um, That's true. You're, you're not uh, going in order, though, right? You're just saying we're just spitballing. Any yeah, we're spitballing, yeah. Fame, right? yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you just I put would, all the pools at five. I would, I would, I would put... Potentially. Yeah, I, like, it's, it's, I, don't it's, I don't think we're ranking these. <laughs> but I think, right. for me, I'm just thinking of, like, for instance, I would say uh, uh, Trout Spoman Chrome, 09. Um, which Clark, you have one. Um, but for me, it's, it's, it's the relevance of how impactful he was on the hobby. The, the boom was based on his cards actually with Vegas Dave, you know what I mean? Like Mm, the record sales of, you know, the red and orange, uh, uh, version of, of that card. And anybody who's come into the hobby, you know, in the last five years knows that, that was untouchable. That was the yeah. card to get in the hobby. So I got to say Mike Trout's Bowman first uh, Chrome as well. I like that. Mm-hmm. I second it. John? Well, for me, I got to go um, one of the, one of my top five all-time all, all, all time iconic. It's an 86 Flair Jordan. How can you not pick that one? Right. Get, get the easy ones out of the way. You guys are kind of – for me, you guys are going – you're a little lower on the list, way down the list, but yeah, yeah, we're we're, we're, top we're, we're not first. going in order. We're just you know throwing it out yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. You know, the only knock with the '86 Fleer is this is the pop count, right? Right. Like, I don't know if we can, if we need to discount that a little bit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm no, we're, not, we're talking. Of... We're talking like iconic and what we would put put into the sports card hall of fame, right? Yeah, and and through sure. rare, rarity, Clark did mention rarity would play rarity. Okay, oh, I didn't realize he mentioned rarity, rarity. scarcity. Okay. I would. I mean, I would it, say, right? But I mean, like MJ would be an exception, right? Like you got to have you know, MJ, even yeah. though. Well, well let's yeah. let's even yeah, though we should put there. like Gretzky, MJ, like the Jeter foil, like Upper Deck '89, yeah. the goats, hey, the yeah, goats. those are those are all automatic. They've they're grandfathered right. in. Yeah. We're talking. We're talking now. Yeah. Fast forward. Who who gets the next? <laughs> yes, yes. This is good. This is good. Like now, it's like we're okay, making stuff. All up those are grandfathered in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this, like, this is like so the, we get the, the the top fifteen, top twenty out of the way. I think there's a yeah. there's a group in there, and then now we're talking a little bit later in the list. Yeah, yeah. It's like I you get, know, it, get, it gets um, harder. Then it's a lot harder. Right. I think there. I think there's a few oh. out there though. Yeah, like what's yeah. one that you would nominate, but it might not get the votes. It might be like a 50-50 split. So, for example, let me throw this out there. This is like more ultra-modern. The Luka Doncic Panini Prism Rookie. Right. Like uh, During could, the hype, that, like that yeah, was. Yeah, that could yeah. be 50-50. No, I, I, yeah. I, no I, think, I think it has to be, be in there. 
absolutely. I would have had that in my list. Yeah. Yeah. In in terms of sports card Mm. hall of fame, like to me, it's the backstory. It's like how iconic that card was and is. It was the card of COVID coming out of that into the COVID area. Yeah. And, and if you're talking about scarcity, yeah. If you have any of those parallels, you're, you're going to do very good with it. I think. I don't think it's mm. it's going to be like long term. I think it's still going to hold enormous amounts of value in terms of numbered cards if you're in it for the long game. So like for me, yeah, Luca would have been in there for sure. But okay. then you could you could you could you could even put like NTs in there, I guess, too. Right. Like um, like uh, his NT. That's true. And flawless mm. stuff like it's just like, whoa, that stuff is like big time, big time cards. Right. Yeah, now, would you guys put would you guys put Billy Ripkin's FF on there? <laughs> I I would not. Me personally, I would not. <laughs> yeah, I would draw the line there. Yeah, I yeah. think yeah. Error it's a cool cards, card. Error cards were a thing of the '90s, and because there's <laughs> they they did, parallels didn't wasn't even thought of yet. Error cards right. were the scarcity. Um, no if, name Frank Thomas. Oh. I same as Bill Ripkin. I don't know. Really? The no name? I, I, error cards is kind of in its own category yeah. for me. Like right. I don't know if they should be in the Hall of Fame. I think it's, like it's, it's more so it's all. Frank Thomas. He's the Hall of Famer, yeah. right? So it's like this for me, like it's the, like that. Yeah, like there's not the really for Frank great Thomas. Frank Thomas cards out there. I would say he that's one like of his none. Yeah. yeah, but that's you know like rewarding that mistake. <laughs> rewarding that putting that in the mistake. Hall of Fame now. <laughs> Uh, it's like but it <laughs> well yeah. the, the, if you compare to billy ripkin though like i'm just saying it's like that's the difference is let's talk why someone like frank thomas would get in over billy ripkin it's not necessarily just an error card it's frank thomas he is a hall of fame billy ripkin Understood. there's there's no baseball backing that ff card like absolutely not <laughs> right, right okay how about that with that said if it was Cal Ripken with that FF card, just say Cal Ripken wrote yes, that. Yes, oh, I would. That be yeah, 100%. Oh, it's, it's in it. for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> That's a totally different story. Okay, okay. Yeah. I yeah. see I see how you're thinking. Yeah. Hmm. Which, by the way, I think Cal Ripken's rookie should be in there somewhere. Uh, I, I got one for you guys. Okay. I'm going to switch sports. Mm. 2001, SP Authentic. Tiger Woods, Auto. Oh boy! Oh, I'm gonna. I, I, I don't know if I yes. would. Really? really? I don't know if I would. No. Just, the, the. You know why? Here, I'll explain why. Golf carts aren't really a thing. Okay. You know, like there mm-hmm. are some big time golf carts, right? But like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to the Sports Cart Hall of Fame, I'm like, what? Tiger Woods. Okay, that's that's cool, but. You know, it's a sports card hall of fame. It's not a golf hall of fame. Right. So I'm saying, you know, I I, I don't think it makes the cut. Ooh. No, it's 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 automatic for me because it's like <laughs> following what you're saying. It's sports card hall of fame, but I think you're mm-hmm. isolating strictly the hobby. This is still sports, bottom line. So if we're talking sports card good. hall of fame, I I think the goats. And the best card of the GOAT is in automatically, like we were just saying. Tiger Woods, mm, Tom Brady, no matter how much you think it's saturated or whatever, uh, Ken Griffey, Upper Deck 89, like the GOATs are in. So Tiger Woods, pick a pick a card. It's going to be the 2001 SP Authentic Auto. It has to go in. Mm. It might not be like an iconic card. Not, you know, sports card people will understand it, but maybe general sports fans uh, they'll know about 86 Fleer, Michael Jordan, rookie, and they might know about Ken Griffey. They might obviously not know about Tiger Woods Auto SB Authentic 2001, um, mm-hmm. but you have Tiger's going in there 100%. No question. Okay. I can understand that. I think there's, there's like a mix of, you know, let, let's say the top 50, right? I think there's going to be a mix of 20 to 25, like all time goats, and then 20 yeah. to 25 all-time sports cards like honus wagner you know i don't think people would say he's an all-time goat but he's an all-time sports card right so i think that's kind of in in my mind that's how the top 50 is formed in terms of like hall of fame if we're if we were Mm. if we were ranking i like this we should start a committee and actually get this going 
You know what I mean? Like, let's, uh, you know, pitch it out there that we should have a sports card hall of fame. I don't know where it would be in probably somewhere in the States, but, um, right. <laughs> you know, I think it will be cool. Maybe tops can get behind it. Fanatics can get behind it and, and then we can mm. visit it one day. <laughs> oh, I have one more. Um, Shohei Otani, 2018 Super Factor, the pitching. Yeah, I well, I I I was gonna say Shohei, Shohei's something. Did you say Bowman Chrome? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Bowman Chrome. Yes, pitching yeah. Super Factor. I, I I I had that in there. How about if you could only choose one Shohei card? Would that be it? Hundred percent. It has to be the Bowman. Twenty eighteen Bowman Chrome. It has to be the pitching yeah. one. Yeah. Pitching. Yeah. Yes. Agreed. 100%. Mm. Or or the okay the 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 Congiato. <laughs> Ooh, how many did he That's sign? That's interesting. He it was it was I like no. He does a, have a couple a of couple, them, right? Yeah, that has the got Kanji to be one of the be. sickest cards. I know. Oh, I would love to have it. <laughs> the upper deck exquisite right. with the white border and then the Congiato. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very good, very sweet. That's a yeah. good one. I think I think Shohei is, uh, I think Shohei is like Luca. I think he you could put him in the fifty fifty category. Totally understand if you put him in the list. Totally understand if he's not on the list. He's a fifty fifty. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Nice. Any last minute nominations? Um, I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's a there there there's a lot um that we're missing, but. Yep. People are probably yeah, shouting. Yeah, people are, people are shouting on their Acuna, What about Acuna you... Sapphire? <laughs> I, I, I think it's better card. Would, that, I, make, yeah, would think, that make top 100? That would make my top 100, but I, I just think that card <laughs> is amazing. One of the best modern sports cards, period. Like, just Ooh, period. Okay. Yeah. The visually Acuna appealing. Sapphire. Yeah, visually appealing. Uh, the set rarity. Uh, the iconic image, uh, how mm. good he is, you know. I mean, there's so many things that make that card so special, and like a lot of Acuna collectors, I I promise they'll they'll agree. But a lot of people, I feel like a lot of newer people that came into the hobby, they're they love the white jersey more than yes. the sapphire. That's what I'm seeing. Sapphire was was always more desired. But I've seen that trend in the last five years. It switched. I think I would put myself in that camp. I think I would want the white jersey. Mm. And that's saying a lot because I feel like I switched from wanting Sapphire before. Yeah, me too. Like the chrome, you know, now the like for paper cards, that's that's iconic for me. True story. True story. I I bought a, a raw card, a raw card of the Acuna Sapphire. And... Mm-hmm. I was scared. I've never met, made it like this big of a purchase on eBay. And this guy was selling a raw card, raw version. And it was uh, Ooh, listed risky. for $19.99 uh, US. And I was like, man, that's so steep. But then um, <laughs> I I basically asked him to if he would go lower. And he was set on his price. And he told me he sold... He he just sold one for the same price, and this is second listed. And he said that Acuna Sapphire, the one that I was questioning about, was in better condition mm-hmm. than the previous one. So after he okay. said that, I I ended up buying it, and it PSA Damn, ten. Yeah. <laughs> True story. The two thousand dollar rock card PSA ten, and then I sold it to, um. What's his name? Uh, Phil Hughes. <laughs> Phil Hughes, yeah. Yeah, Phil yeah, Hughes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah for six K. So I did well with it. Wow. But, that's good. Yeah, that man. was the rock hard sapphire. Good old days. <laughs> the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a good hey, story. I, got, I, like I got a one. I got a question for you guys. Yeah. In this iconic Hall of Fame, where would you guys rank the expensive cars? Like Logo Man one of ones. Um Fleer, uh, whatchamacallit, the PMGs, you know, Michael Jordan PMGs, uh, Michael Jordan. Uh, oh, that's a good one too. LeBron, dual autos. Where do you rank those in like the top 100? Because if you rank them in there, yeah. they could, those cards could almost make up the entire list, right? 
I think are they are they iconic, and are they Hall of Fame, or are they just super expensive? Where do you put where do you put those on the list? I think it needs to be a a separate list because it's not it's not necessarily like it's kind of like the the brand, like the PMG. Yeah, the PMG brand is so strong, right? So it's iconic. But it and then you could have any player within that PMG, right? Yeah. And same with first Bowman Chrome, just an iconic brand, right? And then you you rank the categories of you know, logo men, and then you could throw in like popular inserts like color blasts. And I bet you could make a, like a top 25 in terms of that. That would be cool. Yeah. I think I tend to agree. Like if you start including that in the top 100, you're pushing out some monster cards. Yeah. Like singles. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So I can, I don't know if I can do that. Yeah. Mm. Especially with PMGs. I'm not, I'm not putting any, I'm not sold on that. Any in the top hundred. I'm not sold on PMGs. Yeah, like I know mm. you call me crazy, yeah. but it doesn't. It, no, no, it, I, I never look at them. They don't appeal to me. Um, mm. But I get it. Like I would. I mean, I guess they're nice. You know, I'm with you, Young. Yeah, me too. I'm with you. <laughs> it's like it's like kind of yeah. like kabooms to me. Yeah, you know, very similar. Yeah. Yes, the PMGs. I think the original '97 PMGs will always have long-lasting value maybe not the crazy COVID era values but people have been collecting those and they've been fairly expensive for a long time very for sure you know years and years before COVID which is a fair point yeah yeah which is there's a lot of hardcore collectors for the 97 set there's a lot of hardcore collectors for like EX credentials like some of those rare um 90s inserts so there is a crowd for that so I think well absolutely I think a good compromise would be maybe you know the Jordan PMG just to represent the PMGs would would get right. into the, would get onto the list say, you know yeah yeah the best player the best card of that set maybe gets, sneaks into gets the top into the list right yeah yeah you know what maybe one day like if I have a lot of time I'm just gonna start making a Rank, list actually ranking <laughs> yes yeah and, <laughs> and then, then you get you get well, you get you get feedback from the listeners. And then you, it, it, you know, you get rankings that move up and down and it becomes like a, you know, cards to moon, five card guys, top hundred list. Light, yeah, uh, yeah, ranking. We, oh, that'd be pretty cool. If you, if you made your own ranking and then people could submit and then the ranking can move in different ways. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, like set like a couple of maybe unique criteria because, you know, like there are a bunch of lists out there already and it's usually right. the same. You got yeah. your Mickey Mantle, you got, you know, all the yeah. ones that we grandfathered in, yeah. in this right. Um, episode. Right. So, you know, you don't make it interesting somehow, right. but um, yeah, let me sleep on it. I'll get on it when, when uh, I think about it a little bit more. All right. All worthy nominations. I like this brain exercise and uh, yeah, we'll follow it up. You know, like maybe after, maybe at the end of 2024, we're like, is there any card this year that we would nominate to go into this fictional right. hall of fame. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, uh, like tops did with their voting. So yeah, we'll, we'll revisit it at the end of the year. Okay. Let's move on to our next segment and it's called, would you rather? All right. So we've done this, um, before, but it's been a while. So I want to give you guys two hobby scenarios and you just tell me, would you rather go for a or for B? All right. So first one, the 2023 Tom Brady Bowman Draft Super Fractor non-autograph card was recently pulled, right? You know, the one that was autographed sold on Golden Auctions recently for, I believe, 160K. Okay, so some people are saying the non-auto version is probably going to be worth 40K, but a quarter of the autograph version. So would you rather have the non-auto Super Fractor of Tom Brady in his Expos uniform, one of one, or Tom Brady's 2000 Bowman Chrome Refractor Rookie card, PSA 9, which is also going for 40K. Mm. Pop count of that PSA 9 is 59, if that matters. And how many PSA 10s are out there? Do you know? I would have to look that up. It has Did to you be say Bowman, Bowman Chrome Refractor? That has to be yes. like 10, 10 to 15 PSA 10s, if that. Um, I think so, yeah. Man, I I rather I rather the Tom Brady Bowman uh 2000 refractor. 
Yeah. Really? Give me, yeah, no, give me the yeah, ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah, easily. Give me I the ball as like, well. If it was in De- Darren F- F- Fletcher's body, like, yeah. that's one <laughs> you know? That's just, the fact I just that, yeah. get over that. The, the fact that that news Close came out, I, it, it makes but, just... Yeah. <laughs> it's so disappointing. Yeah, I'm that's with you. Just, the fact that that news came out... News. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, what's the difference with, you know... The King Griffey Upper Deck 1989. Was, yeah, that, but, his hat was photoshopped. But that's the thing. Like a lot of a lot of rookie cards are photoshopped. <laughs> that's what we have to realize. Right. But I think for me, it, it's like like the manufactured scarcity again. Where you're you're going along mm. the lines of that, where it's the true 2000 Bowman Chrome like refractor. Like that's a big big time card, and it will always yeah. be more iconic than. The Montreal Expos, Tom Brady, to produced in two thousand twenty-three, you know, manufactured right. hype chase compared to true, that. True. Yeah. Yep, uh, it's mm-hmm. going to be a sweep, but you know, I'm sure I'm sure there's people out there that would uh, choose the non-auto superfractor. I'll put that poll up there once this episode comes out. We'll see what people say. Uh, the PSA ten version, refractor version of the two thousand Bowman Chrome. There's seven of them. Pop count seven. Damn. FYI. And the last old price was 336K for that one early last year. Okay. Let's go with the second would you rather question. If you had to destroy one of these subsets, okay, or one of these sets, would you rather destroy all kabooms <laughs> or all downtown cards? Ooh. Ooh. Man. Will, Will, Will might uh, yell at yell at me for here. <laughs> I'm I'm no. I'm personally a more of a fan of a da- the downtown cards. To be honest, I I, I do like mm-hmm. downtown. So I'm gonna say, gotta get rid of the kaboom. Sorry. Ooh. Okay. I I think yeah. It, it, this is pretty close because the kaboom has the anime feel. It's got eye appeal. It pops really nice. I think that's what mm-hmm. makes it. Really popular, similar to Color Blast. But if I were to pick the two, Downtown is, I think Downtown is just maybe not as eye appealing for some some of the cards, but it's just cooler for collectors because it has imagery of their city and, you know, Toronto would be like CN Tower, things like that. I think that's just a, such a cooler concept for a card for collectors. So yeah, get rid of the Kaboom, keep the Downtown. Wow. Okay. I'm not a huge Kaboom guy. I was just mentioning that, but I'm destroying all the downtowns. And <laughs> that's, you know, like, the, I love downtowns too. You know, like, you know, uh, the home field advantage when I collect it, that kind of reminds me of downtown a little bit, right? So right. I like the design of it better than Kaboom's, but not all, not all downtowns are created equal. There are some really horrific yeah. ones. And I think yes. one of them, like, I don't know if it's Anthony Richardson, who plays for the Indianapolis Colts. Mm-hmm. Like, it has a random dinosaur in the background. Like, why? <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> a dinosaur roaming behind, like, these buildings. And it's just, like, you know, when I first saw it, I'm like, I thought it was a joke. Like, I thought someone, like, just, yeah. you know, made it up because it looks so bad. But then when I looked it up on eBay, it's actually a real card. So, like, there's some really bad downtowns. Is- so, the QC on downtowns aren't the same across the board, is what I'm saying. Whereas Kaboom is, like, is Indianapolis you know, all Kabooms look the same. Is Indianapolis known to have the most dinosaur like bone discoveries in the United States? Is that why there's a significance? There must, must be, be some kind of significance. No, they had to dig. Sorry, shout out to Indianapolis. But they had any to, any yeah. indie listeners maybe can uh, <laughs> message like, us, DM like, us. What at. can we find about Indianapolis? Hmm. <laughs> dinosaur bones. <laughs> I don't even know how you thought about that, John. <laughs> that is crazy. I mean, like, okay, even if that's true, John, right? Like, the dinosaur yeah. looks like, you know, it's a cartoon dinosaur. Like, why? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's make it look right. real at least, you know? So, anyway, downtown's got to go. Okay. <laughs> Third one. Would you rather attend a smaller card show at a very nice venue for our $50 entry fee or a bigger card show, like at a typical conference center for your standard $15 entry fee. What's a smaller card show? Are we, are we talking about like just size? So quality still there. 
qualities there you know you can get drinks you know just like the vibe is just more upscale oh yeah i'm 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 bougie like that right. i'm in on I'm, <laughs> I'm in on the upscale like i think that the hobby is a little sometimes too yeah right 50 bucks and you just give you me the vip experience that kind yeah. of thing yeah okay. absolutely all right fair fair i want to see the grails <laughs> right John. Oh, that's tough. I, I, no, give, give me as much as I would love the experience, at least try it out. $50 is pretty steep, you know, because in for perspective, right? Like $50 is not, yeah. it's, it's fine. Like if you're getting drinks and, you know, for the value and the experience, I'm sure it's completely fine. But I'm there to go trade cards and, and buy cards. <laughs> I don't want to pay a $50 entrance fee. Just give me the raw, no frills, you know. So I'll, give me the big show. I, th- that's what I enjoy the most about attending card shows. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm gonna go for the big <clears throat> show as well. <laughs> I think I think it's part of the charm. You know the the booth that never seemed to sell anything. That you know it just wouldn't <laughs> be the same without those guys. So <laughs> I'm, I'm going with the big show. Fifteen bucks. Yeah, that was easy. Okay, I got. I had two more, but I'm gonna save one for my pick one which is the next segment after this because I forgot to think of one. So the last one for this Would You Rather segment is would you rather have a card? You know, we're talking about utility, right? Which which is the next cool thing in, in uh, collecting sports cards. Would you rather have a card with the utility of meeting a pro athlete or with the utility of attending a playoff game? Attending a playoff game for me. I think, I think okay. that's, that's, to me... Yeah, I, w- I would do that just because I think a lot of people will choose the other, though. Um, I think that mm. that I love that experience. I, w- I hope they do it that way. But me personally, I would pick a mm-hmm. playoff game just because the the experience. Uh, I would enjoy the game rather than meeting just an individual, I think. How about if it was Shohei? If it's Shohei, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> okay. Forget the playoff game. If it's Shohei Otani, I'm in. Hundred percent. Get the I'm Dodgers in. World yeah. Series game. Okay. Okay. Now, now, now you're just yeah. Would you rather go to the Dodgers game World Series game or, or meeting Shohei? Oh man, <laughs> you're killing me. Upping the ante. How long is this uh, date with Shohei? <laughs> <laughs> One hour. Yeah, no, thirty it, minutes. If it's just a handshake. Yeah, then, then thirty minutes. Meet and greet. He'll sign a couple. Thirty things minutes. For you, you know, no, thirty minutes not enough. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. World Series okay. Dodgers. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> it, it was a before you mentioned Shohei. I think it was a it was easy because for us, you know, older guys, um, mm-hmm. you know, you don't fangirl as much about meeting a player. I think for <laughs> any young. Yeah. <clears throat> young sports fan who idolizes Sidney Crosby or something like that would be one heck of an right. experience, right? Um, mm-hmm. But at our at for the older older listeners, I, you know, I I think generally speaking, uh, I think the pl- the easy choice is taking the. Of course, it's taking playoff tickets. Like that's that's huge. Like sporting event is the biggest thing. Now, you know, you could flip flop depending on who you're meeting, right? So I could understand. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, I I personally go with a playoff game because I'm I feel like I'm just awkward around famous people. You know what I mean? Like it's like uh, what do I say? You know? Hey, I'm a fan. You know? Like uh, I I don't know if I would enjoy I, myself. I've been be I've been so watching you growing ups in in my thirties. Yeah. <laughs> I think ninety nine percent of our listeners would be in the same boat where. It'd be kind of awkward <laughs> right. with the pro. It's like, what do you even talk about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's true. All right. That's a good uh, addition of Would You Rather. We'll, we'll do it again uh, in a future episode. Okay, let's uh, end off this show with pick one. And this is where we put up two cards or two sets, and then we debate which one we would rather invest in. And like I said in the previous segment, I, I had one saved up for that Would You Rather segment but i want to just say it now for my pick one so i'll start things off it's a more general one would you rather own or have a one-of-one autograph card 
or a one of one logo man card for me it's uh it's easy i'd rather have a one of one autograph card um Okay. Like obviously player dependent, but like Luca, Luca. Yeah, I would rather have a one on one auto. Given that he signed it, nobody else. Like (laughs) not. Yeah. Not his mom. I I didn't say it. You said it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I I I would I would say one of one auto for me. (laughs) I'm just I'm not sold on the logo man. Like it's again that manufactured kind of like ooh ah like. they got us yeah. hooked on that stuff. I'm yeah. telling you, people love Logomans, man. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm uh, I'm hooked, man. I, I'm drinking that juice. Like, give me the Logoman for sure. <laughs> oh man! It, if okay. I if I think of like Luca flawless one of one auto or something like that, I mean that uh, it is pretty cool. But I I think for us the Logoman, any Logoman has become. Uh, you know, yeah, you can you can call it gimmicky. Yeah, you can we we can knock on it all all we want, but there's something inside of us is like, man, it would be pretty cool to own one of those. Like, because even like a cheap player is a thousand dollars too. You know, like these these things are up there in in price. It's just cards that we never dreamed of having. So uh, even to own one, you know, and, may, and maybe I am falling victim to the the hype, but. <laughs> Yeah, if I give, had one, me the I, logo would, man. I would be I'd be logo man. I would have drank the Kool Aid for sure. Yeah, like a logo man or like a Kobe logo man. Oh, okay, all right. Uh, I'll break the tie. I, I, you know, you know me. Anyone that listens to the show, I'm an autograph guy, so it's easy. One of one auto, like. Uh, logo man is just a glorified patch to me okay so like um but it's the I coolest guess. of all the patches <laughs> see if it was like the mlb debut patch like where it, that was like lebron's first jersey like right. wow that that logo man's sick but then you can't have like multiple logo men you know right yeah yeah but mind you change. as i'm picking as i'm picking it it has to be for me it has to be like the f- flawless I love the flawless one, the, the white background, like the, the one yeah. that pops. I'm not talking yeah, about like right. Spectra, Spectra logo man, like not, none of those ones. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, that's my pick one. <laughs> Let's go next. All right. Um, I'm going to go back to our buddy Kenny. He, he gave me two uh, that week we were talking. Okay. Uh, but this yeah. was valid because I thought it would have brought up a good point uh, because – uh, I thought it was a no-brainer when I was thinking about it, but then there are instances where if I went the other way, it would have benefited me more than the other way. So I'll, I'll explain it. Um, so he 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 basically asked, "This is just in a pure flip example. So let's just say you're buying in the off season, you're looking to flip in three, four months, or two months, or whatever it may be." Would you rather have just a base refractor, PSA 10? So let's just say um, uh, a Bowman Chrome, even auto, base refractor, PSA 10, um, or a true blue at a 150, PSA 10. Now, given you got you to gotta make sure apples to apples, so you're paying a lot more for the true blue, right? So his argument or his, I guess, uh, backing was that sometimes liquidity in a blue, a true blue, may not occur. You might not have any comps. It might be too rare. Whereas the refractors, you're seeing more of those sales, let's just say. So it doesn't even have to be autos. It could just be in like just a Topps Chrome or whatever. But I thought it was valid because you have comps for refractors right whereas a true blue you might not have a comp and your buy-in might have been high and that flip potential might not as be as has been as high uh given that there's no comps right so i get it what would you guys pick in a flip situation uh would you go for the cheaper card that's easier to liquidate or would you go more rare like a true blue and pay more, pay a, pay a, mm. I guess a premium. Yeah. 
for me, I, I think it's pretty easy in a short term situation. I am I, I would pick the refractor. It's it's not as sexy. It it is certainly like Kyung mentioned. Uh, easier to sell because of uh, the fact that more of them are selling and there's as there's like sort of like a defined market value um, but there's also like to, to in a short-term scenario we also have to kind of think about remember we used to we used to talk a lot about ratios mm-hmm. and like it, it's I guess maybe the concept is, is is sort of like sports cards economies of scale so you know, let's say there's a hot flash in the pan, Ellie Dale Cruz, he was like a, a an okay prospect, comes out bombing like he did uh, a year and a half ago or whatever, and his cards are just exploding, right? Like in a short, short flash situation, I think people are, again, economies of scale, right? People are willing to spend a certain amount of money to kind of try it out. Oh, yeah, like 500 bucks for a refractor. I'll throw money at that. Oh, it costs six hundred dollars now. I'll throw money at that. Good point. But a blue right, refractor right. at four thousand, like the appetite for that doesn't quite get there until said player builds that confidence in right. an investor's mind to, to to more established to spend more money. Right. So when you look yeah. at comps, right, for example, like Luca Prism Gold is five hundred thousand dollars, and the the silver is. Two thousand dollars, so it's like you know the the, the ratio should be five hundred x. So like a Nikhil Alexander Walker is twenty twenty bucks for a silver. That means his his gold out of ten should be worth you know fifty five thousand. No, it doesn't work that way because nobody has there's not enough establishment for somebody to want to spend fifty five thousand dollars on Nikhil Alexander. But twenty bucks, yeah, I'll do that, <laughs> right? So I think in a short term situation, you also have to kind of. Think about that whole sort of sports card economies of scale, and I think the it's obvious like the the, the cheaper cards will will move up in value the quickest uh, until you know let, let's say Ellie hits forty home runs, then obviously that at that point people get really confident. Yeah, he's he's the one. He's like the next big guy. I'm spending big money on him. I'm gonna go for the blue at twenty five hundred or thirty five hundred or whatever. Um, but in a in a true short term scenario, yeah, it's it's an easy one. It's the refractor. Interesting. Valid. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I think. I think everything John said, I, I agree with. So it's in the short term. Like when I look at what I I'm what I'm looking forward to buying. Like I'm looking for the colored, lower numbered parallel. But like, it's for the mid to long term flip. If anything, you know what I mean. Right. Like I'm not intending to do a short flip, right? right? So and and it's to to John's point. It's players that I believe in. For the longer term, mm-hmm. you know, so, so for the short term, yeah, the, I guess the ceiling might be lower, obviously, right, with the lower price point, but I think I think there's, you know, uh, way you can you can still make profit, you know, right. with these quick flips, yeah. So I'm I'm also going with the refractor, especially with that short term kind of condition. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it has to do with the buy in price as well. Um, yeah. Because if if you're if you're getting a really good deal on refractors, pretty tre- cheap, but you're pay- people are paying premiums for true blue color, I think the buy-in obviously is gonna take in a factor. But I agree with you guys where if if it's strictly for a flip, you know, and I know I'm gonna flip it, and it's just a m- money making process, and I want to guarantee that money refractor mm-hmm. is probably the safest and most liquid at that point both ways right even when when it's losing you'll, you'll still have comps if if because if if in a bear market and you have a rare card you're gonna you don't even know what to sell it at people are gonna lowball you even right. more than the, the the current comps of a refractor right so i think for a flip i would definitely go refractor but you know True blue, who I would I would end up buying the true blue anyways, just because you know it just <laughs> looks better, and then it, it it's not even about that, right? So it's, I would still buy the, match, yeah, I probably still buy the true blue. Who am I kidding? <laughs> I like that one though. Yeah, yeah that was that's a good one. Made me think. Okay, all right, Johnny. My, mine is actually uh, along the same theme, so we're gonna go investment only. So put your investment cap on. 
in short term. Mm-hmm. So this season only, and I'm going to pair two players together. Would you rather for this season only, investment-wise, so a short-term flip, Vladdy and Corbin Carroll or J-Rod and Tatis? Wow. Which side mm. would you pick? So there's two players, you know, what each side has a sort of a high player that might lose value this year more. And each side also has a buy low player, whether or not you believe they will rebound. I'll, I'll, I'll go. I, I think I, for me, it's easy. I'm going to go J Rod Tatis. And, uh, well, as much as I like, I'm obviously, I believe in Vladdy. I believe in what he's going to do. Uh, Corbin Carroll too. Like he's, a heck of a player, but for me, I don't see the ceiling I see with guys like J Rod and Tatis. Like I, I literally think these guys are gonna be like the next, like super superstars, right? So I think Vladdy has a chance. I think Corbin Carroll is gonna be solid, but I don't think in on the levels of Tatis and J Rod, and I think Tatis's price is so down that there's a good chance that, you know, if he pans out and he does well, that, you know, and we don't know the future of how people are going to react to the whole PEDs and stuff like that. You know, I know it's it's been tough for guys like Barry Bonds, but we could also say we never know when Barry Bonds cards are going to pop. You know what I mean? True. Um, mm-hmm. This guy was one of the greatest hitters of all time, period. He, if not the greatest hitter of all time. Like I, I will say Barry Bonds is the greatest hitter of all time, period. So mm-hmm. um yeah. Like uh I that's the type of players I really like. And I think it, it's more sided with guys like Tatis and J Rod, even though J Rod's prices are probably higher, but same with Corbin Carroll. I think his is his might be a little inflated. And then Vladdy's at on the other side is probably pretty cheap, right? So uh yeah, I'm gonna go Tatis uh J Rod. And Tatis okay. had a good a pretty good season, right? Uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't yeah, horrible. Not. I don't think. Uh, I would it say it wasn't like Vladdy, MVP, Vladdy, Tatis MVP. Obviously, no, but. it was below, really below average. I would say. I would say yeah. it would be equivalent to Vladdy doing the same thing this year with 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 that. So I I think Tatis was like way below average, or his standards at least. Right, I was gonna say like it was decent. Yeah. Same it's thing decent. with Vladdy, but yeah. you're expecting yeah. way more from yeah. Both if those you're in players. the seven hundreds in OPS, like you're, that's a really bad season for these guys. Like you, you need you you need them in the nine hundreds. Yeah, good point. Well, for me, it's like you know, it's almost like a fantasy thing, right? Like when I'm looking to trade or like what's a better value, I always go for who has the best ceiling, and for me, that's J Rod right now. Like I'm so bullish on J Rod. I'm always looking at his prices, but they're pretty high still yeah. for for what I want to pay for it. But I think J Rod could take the next step. You know, like I think he's that kind of player. And and then you know you have Tatis as a kicker. Like like Kyung mentioned, he's still low right now. That even if he gets somewhat close to his you know his dominant season two three seasons back, then that could pop. Right. So I think I'm going to go with the J Rod Tatis side. Yeah. For those reasons. And plus, yeah. I'll say this I, I invested in Vladdy, and, and I thought last year would be the season where he just pops, and I, I just can't get burnt two years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, this, this is going to be his MVP season, yeah. right? Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Totally. You know it. Yeah. You heard it. He like sold it too. <laughs> yeah. Three Torontonians, not even about to. Yeah. Well, you guys obviously you you, you probably know where I'm I'm headed. I'm always uh, I like rolling the dice a bit. J Rod, <clears throat> I think Clarky, you're probably a lot more bullish. Like I don't own anything J Rod. I, I think he's mm-hmm. a fantastic player, and I honestly thought he was gonna not play as well last year, but he. I mean, he he played pretty pretty darn well. So. Awesome. Yeah. Um, I just think. J Rod has the most risk for his card to correct of the four, mm. even more, right? If he can, has another like solid season, I could see his card just going down and correcting. He needs to have some sort of spectacular, a couple, a handful of spectacular moments and or season. 
Um, But still, I would rather, same reasons as you guys said, that ceiling. The ceiling is so tempting, right? Even Tatis, his cards are so low. I, I, you know, there's a lot of people because of the PEDs, that's like a hard no. They're like completely off the tees, you know, swearing at him and and just, you know. But I'm not of that camp. I'm, I'm still a Tatis fan and I don't, I think... I hope it'll still be fine, but I feel like Tatis kind of reminds me of Ja, ja Morant. So as much as he gets clowned on and, you know, his values might go down and people are like, what is he doing? Head scratching. And he comes back one game and does like, he just dunks on somebody just like Ja did. And then everybody's like, oh my gosh, Ja Morant's like the craziest. Yeah. I feel Tatis <laughs> has that in him, right? I think J-Rod and Tatis got that ceiling is so tempting. So, yeah. Yeah. Give me, uh, I like I'm going with you guys. It's a, it's a 3-0. Sweet. Sweet. Good one. I like that one too. All right. That's a wrap for this episode. Uh, as always, we appreciate all you listeners and subscribers. And um, yeah, we'll have a brand new episode for you guys next week. Talk to you then. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Cards to the Moon. We'd really appreciate you subscribing to our podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can also connect with each of us on Instagram at 5cardguys, or you can follow Hyung at Integrity Sports Cards, or John at TradeU at Recess. You can also check us out at 5cardguys.com. Thanks again, and hope to connect soon.